Welcome to the Stories We Don't Tell. I'm Stephen. I'm Joey. And I'm Paul. And this is a podcast about storytelling. Got a little generic thing that I put at the beginning, so we can just sort of get right into it. Uh, so we, we don't have to try to introduce ourselves again? But I'm Stefan, Paul. No, I'm Stefan. <laughs> no, I'm Stefan. We're just, all Stefan here on the podcast. We just pulled a Spartacus. I, I thought it was more Walking Dead and Negan, but that's fine. I don't know what either you're talking about. <laughs> I only imagined the Spider-Man meme. We're all pointing at each other. Wow. We're all from very different generations. <laughs> and yet not that far apart. But, uh, but yes, this is part three of this, uh, of this five and five, but actually four. Four and five? Four five. and five. I like Five it. and four, I think it would be. We're doing, yeah. We're, well, no, we're just doing four, but usually we do five and fives, and we don't really need to get why into Why do we <laughs> talk about numbers at all? Like, we're not, we're not numbers people. No, no. We should stop counting. I mean, yeah. maybe it's not even five. Maybe we've done 12. <laughs> it's true. Who knows? Like, nothing is certain. The world is a mystery. Uh, well, okay. For, so whatever episode this is, uh, and whoever we are, uh, Paul, what are we going to be talking about? Well, on um, this, uh, so, so far we, we uh, so this is all about the process that we went through to publish our, our book uh, that is conveniently called Stories We Don't Tell. This is just kind of about the, the different processes that we went through to do this. And we have talked about the, where the idea kind of came from in an earlier episode. And then we talked to uh, the editor, of the book, which was a really exciting and popular uh, episode. It was really, I really enjoyed that with, uh, with your dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've, so we've done two. Um, and if you've not listened to my dad, you listen to my dad. Uh, and also I should mention a brief pop in uh, from my stepmom, Dale, uh, whose voice shows up in the episode, but is never attributed. Uh, so that is, that is my stepmom. That was the one piece of feedback my dad gave was uh, that he didn't know who that voice was, despite the fact that she was in the room speaking to him uh, when that occurred. Which I, I did on purpose because I kind of liked that she came in at the end. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought it was good. I liked that you included it. I liked that it was kept. I also noticed it, but I kind of was like, oh, it's sort of funny. We're making like inside joke episodes. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> like, not everybody knows what's happening. Episodes are inside joke episodes. <laughs> Um, but but they're externalized and everyone else is welcome, which is why uh, right. yeah. we're here. Yeah, we're welcoming everyone in. Hello, the- you. Hello, you. This is what was oh. happening. Um, you can be so- Stefan, too. <laughs> we all can be Stefan if we want to be. Um, so, Paul, you did a majority of the, of the, er- of the, of the early parts of the, uh, of the setting up of the book. And obviously, it's not like a normal process, but you had sort of done it before. So why don't you just walk us through the process of... Um, formatting the book like what do you actually have to do to get a book to turn a bunch of words in a word document i guess into an actual book yeah there's there's uh this was an unusual thing that we had to do because we were dealing with so many different people so i think we realized at the beginning that um communication was very important and so we had to um you know we were very careful about the way we wanted to ensure everybody that we were being respectful of their stories and that we really wanted them to participate, but we wanted them to participate in a, 
a collaborative way, like as much as we, you know, we were handling a lot of the putting it together and all of that, but uh, we wanted people to feel a part of it. So communication was key. And then the other thing in our approach that we needed to be very organized because you know, usually when you write a book, you've got one person or maybe two people that are writing a book together or something. And that's the only, those are the only people that you're dealing with when you're putting the thing together or when you're writing the, writing the actual thing. For us, we had to get all of the pieces from, what is it, 40 people? 41, I think. 41. And we had to take in all of those pieces. And then we, to me, we had to translate it to a different, a, a series of, of different levels. So the first thing that I think uh, was kind of funny to me is everybody has their own specific kind of fonts that they like to use. And everybody has a specific way that they like to format things. So we had to like take those documents and- um, Paul, curious, can I interject? Quick, sure. Quick question, quick query. What was the most surprising font for you? Ooh, no, even better yet. Were they more sans serif or serif? And did it reveal anything about the person? <laughs> Choose uh, any of those questions. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's funny, eh? Because it would really be, I wonder, is there, you know how like there's um, uh, people that analyze like handwriting? Yeah. Is there a, such a thing that exists of like diff, that different fonts that people use and like if it says anything about them? Oh, there has to be. Yeah. Be, right? Yeah. yeah, I feel like there's like, but I feel like the thing about it is that there's probably a decent percentage of people who are just whatever the default was. And then, so like, it's not overly helpful, but then occasionally you get the people like, they're clearly like, you know, Comic Sans people. And then there's like someone who's chosen a weird font, like the typewriter font, they only write in or something. Like those, I feel like I would, I, I could point to and be like, there's something about this person. Mm -hmm. Right. There was, it, there, some of it was just, um, it was interesting to see the formatting because it was, th these were not written down for somebody to see them written down, like to actually see the, the pages. So they were written to speak. So they were very personalized as, uh, in terms of the, um, the, the individual. Now, the, the, just as a technical note here, the reason why then the first level where we have to take all of those and we have to create some kind of a consistency even before it goes to the editor is because when you get, and we'll speak to this a little bit later, but when you get to something like the ebook or the print book and you're laying it out, every little t character, that means if there's an extra space after a period at the end of a paragraph or any other character that's, that's in there that shouldn't be in there, it can have an effect on how the book ends up being laid out. So you have to kind of really make the uh, consistent, you know, this format all like across the board so that there's nothing, um, you know, there's nothing in there that could potentially just sort of disrupt the, the flow of the, of the actual thing. Yeah, actually one of the interesting pieces that I found from, from editing it uh, before sending it on, like you sort of did a first draft and I sort of came back to it, was the times you had where, because what we got were people's writings for themselves reading. 
So you've got all of these weird notes to themselves about like in the middle of the text, there was like brackets that said like, say differently or like, you know, and so you had to almost figure out what they were, if they wanted to say that or if they weren't saying that. And then, and then also people had like, like stage notes, like stand to the left, stand to the right. And there are all these different little pieces that people had included. It, it was interesting to sort of see how they were processing the actual work in their brain to present it. And because that's and, what we got. And how that would also change too, like from an, uh, from an editing standpoint of figuring out what pieces should actually be written into the book. And, and I mean, I think this is where we were going with that is, it's like what becomes not a stage note, but like an actual editorial decision. Yeah. Well, and a couple of times when it was like, say things more slowly or something, I, I, I then was like, okay, well, I'm going to like, DV up these letters, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create more spaces or I'm gonna have to do something to try to show that uh, in some way, right. right? Because you can't just include say slowly in brackets. Like that's not a, like that's not a good book format. But mm -hmm. like there was some, some certainly some editing there to do that. And so, and we were, we were very lucky just to, to take a, a half step back in this process where for our event, we uh, asked people to write the stories down so we were actually working off, we, we, everybody pretty much had a written document somewhere that they could send us. There was a few, because in, again, related to what we're talking about, there was a few that didn't have the written document because we were going back like five years. So some people just didn't have them anymore. There was a few that did have the, we had to, because we record all of the audio for all the events. So we had the audio, so we were able to just take those ones that we didn't, the person didn't have the document, transcribe them. And those ones were uh, another interesting thing that more you and uh, your, your dad, the editor, had to kind of figure out just the tone or the intention sometimes, because it was really a different thing to just get the straight transcriptions because you didn't have a, um, I don't know, you can speak to that better because you were sort of dealing with that sometimes just figuring out like what is the person trying to say here or or they say it a very specific way that comes across differently written down well i think yeah. that was what i was wondering about because the affectation of it all like mm -hmm. if you don't have those sort of if you don't have either the written copy or in this case you have just the verbal like you're not sure like is the person being somber or are they actually making fun of themselves is this and then the story is completely changed yeah, yeah. Honestly, one of the things that I think that was most interesting, that was partially actually why I thought it was very useful to have my dad be the editor, because he hadn't heard the stories before, and therefore was able to be a good gut check as to like, did this make sense? Did it seem like this was going the way like, it, you, you like, because I, I couldn't help but read any one of those stories in the voice of the story I heard it in. Because I had heard every story before, and so I could not not understand it, <laughs> because I just had already I'd worked through it. I'd heard them speak it. You know, there's too many layers of that. And to have someone completely with only had literally only heard, I believe, Luke's stories in the book, um, be able to listen to it allowed me to sort of be like, so you understood this, or like this was like that, right? Like you didn't. It gave me a bit more confidence that an external reader would be able to read it in the way that made sense. And one of his comments was that he found it very interesting how distinct the voices did manage to maintain to be, even as we, you know, remove the formatting, remove the notes, 
that's still the 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 cadence and the and the and the explanations remained uh, understandable and unique, which I thought was kind of interesting. We should just uh, as a as an aside. So we had to keep all this stuff organized. I like my my uh, Google Drives uh, where everything's there. We had all these things. Okay, here's the original story folder, and then once it would move. It would sort of move through this editing process. It would go to another folder with that you would send to your dad, and then your dad, as he talked about in the previous episode, he would print them out, and then he would like put them back in, and then you would move it, and we'd move them into a final folder. So we had everything organized because we we knew from the beginning that this could get really messy if we didn't kind of keep everything uh, really organized in in a specific kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So we have all of the things. I'll go back to my question. You now have all of this. Right. How? What is the process of taking all these word documents and getting them into a thing that actually could be published as a book? Because that's obviously very different. Yeah. So so we used a just just to because again this is part of the reason why we're we're doing these episodes is for you know maybe people are are working on different things they would like to take to the next step and we can have a general conversation about publishing and stuff in, uh, later on. But essentially you're doing two documents is you're doing uh, an ebook and a, and a print book. They are laid out differently in that the ebook, I'm sure everybody has seen an ebook and, uh, you know, or used one or read one is that uh, basically it's almost like you're creating a, on an, uh, I like to think of it as almost like, uh, uh, con contained almost like a website kind of thing that all works together and you so uh, whenever you just as an example if you're if you're reading it on a phone or you're reading it on a tablet or on a computer it it actually is all self-contained but it is it it's called a, a flowable that's a word <laughs> Uh, text so that if you're moving uh, your device or you're reading on different devices, it automatically adjusts to wherever you are. So it's like a, it's a, it, it's an electronic document that is um, adjustable to whatever you're doing. Whereas a difference with a print book is that you are literally on uh, through a program, you are laying out page by page how it is physically going to look on the thing so it is an actual rigid thing that doesn't change so that's the way i kind of like to think about it as one is you're making they're both the same content but you're adjusting it one is adjustable the other one is like um you know more rigid is there um like what what software or app do you use to actually even do the formatting so you in I use uh, I'm a I'm a Mac person, so I use Pages. Where Pages, you can actually create what is called uh, an an EPUB. Man, really, Pages? Like pa I've used Pages exclusively for making silly posters and random things. I did not think it would be a robust enough program to actually format a book. Yeah, it's quite simple, and it's quite it's way easier to use if you're familiar with Pages than than anything else because. Huh. is designed like EPUB, it's 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 designed to make ebooks like there's actually templates that you can use that they have in just the thing that you can you can create any kind of books with the print book is a is a little bit more complicated and it's um i used um adobe indesign which is a terrible program it's terrible to use 
but I'm somewhat familiar with like Photoshop and Premiere and After Effects. And so I kind of just, with a previous project or a previous book, I sort of figured out how to use it. And it's a, it is the most uh, annoying and, and least intuitive program that I've used, but it actually does work. Because then basically what you do is I just had a, found a template of a book and you literally just then add it and then it's like a document that is, you know, 300 pages long and you just export it and then you, you know, that's it. So then you've got your two documents. But at the same time, because what, what um, with a book, what you have to kind of think about is that there is a lot of moving parts and there's some pieces that you can work on but then you have to you get to a certain point and you're like oh, okay we can't move forward until we have this other piece that's working on over here so for example the cover so the cover we uh and you can speak to that maybe stefan with uh who we got to design the cover yeah um but to do the layout of the book to you can lay all the whole book but then in order to actually you know, flip the switch and, and, and kind of get the thing sort of rolling, you, you need the, the, the cover in order to kind of uh, move forward from there. Uh, yeah, so the cover uh, was uh, a good friend, and he's actually in the book. He's in the book a couple of times, uh, Tyler Blackier, uh, who also designed our, um, our logo. So it was sort of an obvious ask. We were sort of like, okay, it was you've already done this work for us. We trust your work. We like your work. Uh, will you, will you do this, do this other part for us? And he sort of sent us two options. Um, we sort of, I guess we, he, he went through a bit of a process. He sort of, he asked us to send him book covers that we liked. And so we sort of just went through book covers and sent him some book covers we liked. And then a couple other thoughts and questions that he had for us and then just came up with two. And, um, and yeah, and like, it's funny, he gave us two of them. Um, and, one one had more of a redacted look, and the other one we went with was more of a scrap paper look. And the scrap paper look was like sort of flowed with the actual original logo of the whole thing. And so it sort of quickly became like an oh that makes a ton of sense and and looked really good. And so like I think, I think we only had like one back and forth with them. I think we had like one we like we like that one maybe with these couple things, and then he returned it to us, and it was done. Like it was remarkably simple. Yeah, so something I suggest, and it's something that I do, is that, I mean, we can't right now go into stores, but um, when you can look online, is that something I would do is that when I'm approaching a work, to work with a graphic designer on something like a cover, I will just go to a bookstore and walk around and just make note of books that kind of grab my attention, covers, and then like, why like just think about why they why i like them and then i'll put together which uh like i'll put together a, a bunch of covers and i'll send them to the graphic artist and just say you know this is the kind of thing that i'm thinking about you have to have a conversation with them about the book the great thing is that tyler's was involved with this event from the beginning like you said so he kind of knew what it was about and the kind of things we were going for so um but I, I and so that's why I think also you we we had so few back and forth because you know he would just ask us questions and then we would you know kind of he's just getting information and then processing it and then going like okay this is what I'm thinking and we we 
we love both of them. It was really great stuff he did, and we decided to go with this uh, with the with the current one, and I, I think works amazing. You know what I realized? We've never explained why I don't have much to say when we're talking about these things, mm. and it's because I joined this process later. True. Well, you were one of the one of the writers, so your your experience was sort of as a as a writer of the thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm just going back to the beginning of this, where we were like, "This is all inside jokes," ha ha ha, and then realizing maybe we, it's it's actually worth being explicit sometimes. I I, I think it is. I think that's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so well. Do, are there, I think that's basically what, that's how we got to the book. Like, do, are there any other questions, Joey, that you have about sort of the, about the, the actual, you know, nuts and bolts of it? Knowing what you know now, do differently next time. What would you do differently? Or what would you pay more attention to? Or like something that you're like, ah, geez. Like, I think the one, because we were trying to get it in under a pretty tight deadline, like we gave ourselves like four months to do this. I think at least Paul, you can correct me wrong. I think the one thing that added a significant amount of uh, um, sort of difficulty was the fact that because we got the stories at random orders and random times, because the, because we were just getting them from when person sent them to us, we would edit them and then Paul would add them to the thing, add to the book. The formatting of the for, for, of the of the of the for print book kept changing every time you added a story earlier at the beginning of it. And, and to me, that seemed to add a bunch of complications because instead of just sort of slowly building it out front to back, it was always changing the formatting. So like you'd moment you'd add one story, say that was a third story, every other story afterwards would get would have to be checked again for proper spacing and, and, and correct alignment for everything, right? And so like, I think if, with more time, you would just wait to do that part of the process until you had all of them already. So you weren't always having to double back. Um, mm-hmm. But Paul, you can speak to that a little more. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, I, I think that um, we had a really tight deadline. And um, like I, I just uh, finished another project on my own. And I'm like, was really, I, I'm almost like really glad that it's just sitting there now. I, I haven't, I don't know when I'm going to release it, but it's, I, I actually like that feeling of not feeling not having that pressure of like, I'm fine with deadlines, but like it's, it was pretty intense. We were like literally down to the wire whether or not we would get the books or not for the for the events that that we had planned, and um, we had a pretty hard date that it was like, oh, we need everything done by this point or else we're not going to get books because there's a certain you have to build in a certain amount of time for shipping and getting the books and 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 that kind of thing. It was that, and and the only thing I would change is again. This is kind of just more. We had if we had more time is I would have liked because I, I just have been experimenting with this. Is I would have liked to have done an audio book, which I guess we could still do at some point. It's true. If you would like an audio book, tell us by tweeting at us, and we'll maybe make it happen. Yeah. We've got all the all the recordings. But because it would be that's what I think would be cool about it is that you would actually be able to hear all of the stories in the person's original voice. But it, to me, it's a whole other thing because we the ask was a book. The, I think it's a different thing. That's another thing where 
we would have to go back to everybody and be like, okay, this is what we're planning now. So we wanted people to just say, do you want to be involved in this thing? Yes or no. Like to try and make the participation in it as easy as, as possible. Just to, just to like end on, on this is that basically you get the cover, you have the files, you have your ebook, you have your print book. And then we use a, a, a company that I've used before. And literally you just then, it's a distribution company because the way things have changed in terms of publishing is that you don't have to go and print 500 books. You can just, you upload everything. This company then shoots it out to everywhere, uh, online stores all over the world, uh, all the big ones in the United States and Canada and basically every English speaking country. And then it's all print on demand. And the ebook is the ebook where it just then is there and you can, that, you know, down, downloads immediately the print book. It just, what happens on print on demand is you buy a book and they literally print that one book for you and send it to you. And that's it. That's all you have to do to print a book, to publish a book. That's it. There we go. We did it, everyone. Uh, thanks so much for joining this episode. Uh, and we'll be back to the last episode talking about uh, how we sort of brought everyone in together and how, and what, and how we sort of went about launching the book itself. Um, this is gonna that's gonna be an episode about party planning exactly thank you for listening to our podcast visit storieswedonttell.org and like our facebook page for more information about our monthly events and for more stories check out our book available anywhere books are sold this episode of stories of tell podcast brought you by paul Arguably, the person who brings to you every episode. This episode is brought to you by Paul. No, wait, that's not working. It could be though. What if Paul? Yeah. Paul, you can sponsor this.